What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Binging Batch, what should be your favorite Bachelor recap podcast. Yes, we are here again. Thank you all for listening to the last two little teasers I did. I was very busy being on vacation, not paying attention to Bachelor happenings, but now we're back. And exciting news, new season, new co-host. Please, everyone, welcome my newest co-host. You may know her from the internet, which is how I know her, of course. Please welcome Mac to the show. Hi, guys. I am so excited to be here. Um, so Mac has her own podcast as well, if you didn't know. And don't worry, at the end, we will plug all the things. Uh, barely yes. making it. And I feel like, I don't, I mean, obviously, I think we followed each other before you had a podcast. I feel like going back to like post-grad problems, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely connected in that universe. That's how I feel like everyone is. Like, we've all come here somehow through them. Totally. I know. Um, it's kind of crazy. Still yeah, here. So, good. I know. We've made it. <laughs> so I asked exactly. Mac to co-host with me. She was very excited to do it. And first things first, I always like to ask anyone who's on the show, tell me about your Bachelor past. When did you start watching? Who do you hate? Who do you love? All that good stuff. Yes. So I kind of dabbled in Bachelor when I was like in high school and stuff. I would watch it with my mom. But then going to college is when I really got into it. And I kind of just like everything on the internet, like was just home for Christmas break. And because I was watching, I think it was Ben Higgins season, I'm pretty sure is when I got like really into it. Or was it the guy, the country guy who was on it before? Chris or whatever who like killed someone. I don't know. Oh, either uh, yeah. way, uh, it was Chris from Iowa, who I know yes. people like friend of friend who are like actually friends with him. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> Iowa is a so very crazy. small place. <laughs> yes. So it was one of those two seasons, but it was definitely like January time period, and I was like at home still, but then going back to school, and I was just like super bored, like did, you know, just at my parents' house watching it and just like tweeting a bunch about it. And then a lot of my friends are like, oh my gosh, you have to tweet about this every week, blah, blah, blah. And so I um, kind of kept up with that. And then like, once we would return to school, like me and all my college friends would watch together and just kind of have that commentary. And now I've kind of started slacking on the tweeting, but I definitely still have like a group chat and stuff that we talk in like while we watch, but um, I'm more of a bachelor stan, I would say, than a bachelorette, just for a few reasons. I feel like bachelorette's always on in summer, and I always, like, have more stuff to do, I feel like. But these past couple of years, now that, like, I'm getting older, more boring, my summer nights are not always super busy. So I'm like, okay, I can carve out these two hours. But I still think I like the girls better just because it's more fun to see them fighting. Although this season, the boys are bringing the drama. I feel like I'm impressed so far with not the dudes themselves because we'll get to that, but just the drama so far here yes, for it. That's been what's keeping things entertaining. Yes, for sure. I know that's so funny. Like the Chris thing. And I never, I don't know why I never put it together until you said it about like that the girls are always in the summer. Cause I feel like yeah. too, I feel like less, not that I care about them less, but I feel like less into it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's because I am busier in summer and right. <laughs> more going on. Yeah. And like, it's kind of the perfect storm when it's like winter because it's January, it's Monday nights, like you don't want to do anything. And I don't know. I just feel like that always kind of kept me 
hanging on more. And then like, I try to be a bachelor in paradise person, but I don't know. I've really haven't ever watched it consistently. That's what I was going to ask you if you were into paradise. I feel like I've only watched one of them. And like, I would have side, like friends who I used to watch bachelor with would be like, this one sucks. Why aren't you into bachelor in paradise? And I'm like, I don't know. I just can't get into that one as much. I don't know why. Yeah. I kind of think there's like a, like, diversion between the two. I think there's a lot of people who watch Paradise who don't watch like the regular seasons. So I don't know. They just don't have the attention span that we do, I guess, for all the seriously, (laughs) the two hours, it gets harder and harder every week. (laughs) It does. And I'm like, I hate that I'm like that because I always, especially lately, I just want it to be a normal season. They find love. They're happy. But as soon as it gets to start getting to that point, I'm like, I'm bored. This is stupid. I'm bored. Yes. (laughs) Even today, I was thinking, I was like, the dates are so boring. Like, I just want, like, the drama. Yes, completely agree. Um, Well, I guess before we dive completely into the episode, any strong thoughts or feelings or anything you want to touch on from the first two episodes? I don't know that I really have anything, but... I don't think I have anything major, just that 10 out of 10 is stand for Greg from last week and felt like we had a glaring lack of him this episode, which (laughs) means something crazy is going to happen next week. But I was just like, I really like Greg. He's a cutie. He seems nice down to earth. So we'll see what happens there. But I feel like Katie is not going to go that route. Like she's going to make her life harder by picking someone like not as safe probably. Oh yeah, for sure. My only thing is, so I watched the first episode and I was kind of like, okay, not impressed with any of these dudes like whatever and then I also feel like more and more I'm kind of not into Katie I feel like she was trying too hard the first couple episodes and I can't tell if her voice is fake which sounds dumb no I feel like it could be she doesn't feel completely comfortable especially these first couple episodes and I don't know if it's the producers or like what, but I feel like she's going to find her groove, but we kind of have like a little bit of a loading phase right now. Did you see the thing before the season started that said that the producers did not like Katie? Did you read anything about that? No, I did not read about that. It was kind of revolving around like all the Chris Harrison stuff. And it said, you know, right producers are like look at the difference between katie's promos and some of the old ones and how much worse hers are and it's because producers really didn't like her and they really didn't get along and katie's happy that chris isn't there and that kind of stuff interesting i mean at the end of the day you would think the producers no matter if they like her or not are still going to want to make her look good for the show like i don't know like i'm like if you're sabotaging her, you're kind of sabotaging the whole show, which might jeopardize your job. But I right. don't know. What do I know? I'm not the big boss. Everything's fake. We know nothing. We can yeah. trust nothing. <laughs> exactly. I know. I wish we could. <laughs> like, or do I? Maybe it's more exciting. Yeah, I mean, that might be pretty boring. Uh, okay. Well, let's just dive into tonight's episode. So. Of course, we start with my least favorite thing, which is not getting a rose ceremony at the end of the episode. And we have Carl just talking shit about everyone. And And then punching the air for a solid 30 second cameo. I was just like, what are we watching? This looks like someone's at home workout. Like I was was like, like, Carl's just 
punching and kicking like a psycho. Like if I had a motivational speaker, I don't want my motivational speaker just like hyping himself up like with this kind of right. fighting. He seems like the worst motivational speaker ever. I like to know what he like what company like what he like is he just a motivational speaker in general like do you have to have right. like, like is he preaching to his Instagram followers of 500 or like is he getting paid to show up to an event right right and like do motivational speakers have to have a focus you know like your major in college or right. they can just be like generic <laughs> yeah or like does he have a story you know something traumatic happened I don't know there's a lot that we need to find out about Carl and his motivational speaking yeah, I just have lots of questions. Uh, I feel my, bad for anyone who's had to sit through one of his seminars. I know. I'm just like, and no offense to Carl, but he's not that attractive. No. Even before all of this stuff, I was like, you got to go, guy. Like, he just doesn't seem that motivational either. Like, he seems pretty <laughs> average. I don't know. Like, so that's my we'll comment in general about this whole group of guys. I feel like everyone is hot adjacent, but they have yes. like one feature that makes them not a 10 or even yes. a nine <laughs> and they all have either like really weird hair or really weird style or like weird just vibe I don't know it's like they're all so close but not quite there or something I don't know yes like weird noses and stuff um speaking yes. of hair real quick uh that dude Brendan who has the biggest forehead in the world oh yes he Big reminds forehead. me of what's the bad guy in Incredibles like the short guy with the, I know the you're talking about. I don't know what his name is, but I yes. But that is Brendan with his like, whoosh, like floopy hair, hair everywhere. Like, tall, like all the guys just have tall and like vertical hair. I'm like, these hairlines are just too much for me right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got Carl punching the air, and I oh I wrote Carl's not hot enough to be this shady. So right, true. Like he's um, just clearly doing all of this for attention to like have some sort of standout and it's like right. this just isn't the way <laughs> uh, as we saw right right and then we get the rose ceremony and then mike p just speaking up for the group and saying hey right. we, we all want this bro gone so take it or as leave a it. unit as a i love that <laughs> i will be reusing that line mike thank you <laughs> Well, and then I was like, okay, like, good on you, Mike. I feel like you have a good enough relationship with her that you can say something. Right. But then when she went to go get advice from, what's her name? Caitlin and Tasha, And they gave her absolutely nothing to work with. Yeah. They were, they're the worst. Like, they're Do you like so them as hosts in general? Or just no? I, I feel like I haven't seen enough of them. Like last week, I felt like they were on a lot. And then this week, I felt like we really only saw a couple glimpses. I don't know. I just kind of feel like Chris Harrison was so removed. Like obviously not a threat or like needing really popularity. Like he was there for the paycheck. But like these girls, I feel like are doing this to stay relevant so that they can get like influencer. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's kind of not a competition, but they have an ulterior motive, like more than just being like a host and an asset to the show. I don't know if that makes sense. Did you notice at the end, because I did on this episode that it said special guests and then it named each of their names. So it didn't list them as a host. It right. just said special guests. And I thought that was shady. 
I think that is shady, but I feel like I've heard that there might be different ones like later on, but I'm like, they've been it for three in a row. I don't know. It's just also like, we don't know what to expect. And like, there's just no consistency. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like them as people, but maybe not in this role. Yeah. And then they gave garbage definitely. advice, which is no advice. And I was like, get out of here. This is a waste of time. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So Katie's confused. She's crying. She shockingly says goodbye to Carl, which I really did not believe she was going to. Yeah. I mean, she should have, but I'm surprised she did it. <laughs> I love that she really was just like, oh, yeah, I was definitely going to keep him. But she knows like, enough why? being in a house, I assume, to know that she shouldn't, like, let that shit right. boil under the surface. Yeah. Um, And then I don't know who left except for nice John who, like, bowed and they clapped for him. I know. I don't that know. was so cute. I was like, oh. I, I think only maybe, them. like, one other person left. We're too, I don't know. I, These I first few weeks were hard because there's so many. I know. I like wrote some down, but there's just too many to even keep up with. Oh, yeah. I was just like, John, question mark. I don't know who else is here. I don't yeah. know where you are. Don't know. And then they were like showing people on the screen, like doing a confessional, but they wouldn't put their label on it. And I'm like, I, we need this right now. Like, these are the time to put it. Like, it's not episode 11. It's episode three. Even so. later in the episode, when we got to, like, Michael talking about with his two guys at the gym, I was like, who are you with? Who are you right. for the longest time? I don't know who you are still. Yeah. And they all, like, look a little bit enough alike where you're like, wait, is this the same guy or what? Like, you kind of, it throws you off. Yes. Agreed. Um, So we get that was rose ceremony. Great. Fantastic. Now we have the first group date. And everyone was very upset that the date card did not say love Katie on it. Yes, and I, feel I noticed like, that too. But I guess I feel like, I mean, I didn't notice until they were making a big deal of it. No, same. But I'm like, is that something that like, do they always say love whatever? Or do they usually just right. say their name? Like, I feel like sometimes we just get them. Right. Like we all know who it's coming from. So like she really <laughs> doesn't need to put her signature I know it was interesting that they like harped on that and like included a few of them commenting on it. I was like, what is this adding? Yeah, I was confused, but it was definitely just like them grabbing out straws of like right. things to talk about. I guess <laughs> they're like, all these dates are boring and this resort is not as nice as the last one. So, yeah. so we can't show B roll footage. So we're just going <laughs> to add this filler in right now. Right. <laughs> Uh, so we get our group date and, um, first, before I even get there, can we talk about what Connor was wearing and all of his buttons undone on his shirt, like clear down to the middle of his chest? Connor has a lot. He, there's just so much going on. <laughs> the pink and white striped shirt. I don't know if he wore that to the group date or to a different date, but it was like, why do you look like a character on Saved by the Bell? Like, I was just so confused. He, and then he was like wearing, I don't know, everything about his look. I was just like, some of these guys are wearing jackets. Like, I don't know what the temperature is. She's wearing a sweater. Right. Yeah. Nick Vile's wearing a flannel. Like, there's just a lot going on. Um. Also, Nick, how do we, I feel like I was shocked that they thought this is the appropriate man to lead this therapy date. That's exactly what I thought. Because 
and admittedly, I haven't kept up with Nick that much in recent years, but I thought he was like the villain, like douchebag bro, like his podcast, like he would like make fun of people and like make them cry on it. And then I'm like typing that to my friends and they're like, no, like his TikTok is full of like relationship advice. And I'm like, okay, well maybe he's changed. I could give him that, but the older, more veteran watchers, I think, think of him in the way I do, but I don't know. And he didn't really get much of an intro. Like, there's definitely new people who watch now that didn't watch, like, whenever he was on three or four years ago. So I was just like, this is kind of sus. Yes, a thousand percent agree. Because, like, I, he's one of those that I don't listen to his podcast, except when he has guests, like, from current seasons and I want to know stuff. Right. But- But then he'll do episodes where he does, like, ask Nick, and it's all advice. And I'm like, but I still think of you as an asshole, and I don't – this doesn't connect to me, and I'm struggling with it. No, that's how I feel, too. I felt like there was no – like, there should have been, like, a little intro. And then he really didn't add that much to the conversation. Like, he was like, okay, here's why we're here, and then everybody else talked. So I was like, wait, did we even need him? Like, Tasha or Caitlin could have done this, and it would have felt more – authentic I think yeah and I kind of thought if we're gonna have him here maybe he could fill that like guest hosting role and actually give her advice not just fill in to read the words that you're all at group therapy and talk about your trauma right like he didn't add commentary or like how does that make you feel or anything like he literally did nothing and I mean, I know that we got a lot of good things out of the out of this date, but I I wrote down that this date was stupid. Like this is not a date. Yeah. This is just I don't know, a forced dumping of your feelings. Yeah, it was weird. It, I think we got a lot out of it. I think it's really beneficial to have those conversations, but that's not what this show is about. And it's like we all know that. Like I don't know. I feel like they should kind of all have to do what Michael A had to do later on and like own their truth, like themselves instead of kind of getting this like pass. And then it's like, also, if you don't have this traumatic story, you sort of seem like a D bag or whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like you can't always, you know, maybe you had a really good life until 26 and then something happens, but that's like, you're not there yet. I don't know. So, I mean, not that I feel bad for people who don't have things bad that have happened to them, but I was just like, they're not, they have nothing to contribute. That's, I always joke that I could never go on reality TV because I don't have enough bad things that have happened to me to make a good story. And I feel like that's what this was. Like, not that we all haven't done stupid stuff in relationships, but like nothing I feel like on the level of some of these guys that were like, I don't know, like Connor and his story, like, most people I know, I think, don't have anything like that to talk about. Right. And I just felt like it was a little bit over-dramatized. Like, I mean, yeah, it was bad. But I think, especially Katie's, like, 30, she can probably remember, like, being young and stupid and, like, being in kind of, like, one of those more toxic or just, like, not so great relationship. Like, I just – I would like to hear Connor's ex-girlfriend side of the story and if it was like yes we were fully committed like we were planning on getting married or if it was like we're kind of just like a drunk fling and then I don't know like I just felt like he maybe over shared to make it sound better I don't know well and I mean yeah like you hear that laid out like that but at the root of it you're like most people in college had drunk cheating happen 
Like, yeah, like it's not great, but it's also like she's not going to kick you off for this. Right, right. I don't know. And then we had also, I was very confused. Maybe this is just me and I didn't pay attention, but were you confused by Hunter's story that he just worked too hard and then it caused the demise of his relationship? Yeah, that was like, I felt like. I feel like we hear the story now more than ever of like younger couples, like getting divorced. Or at least I've seen it like in my world of people who, you know, get married in their twenties and then by their thirties, they drift apart. But I was like, did you drift apart or did you work too much? Like, I don't know where work came into it. And if you work too much, like be like, I was working 12 hour days or whatever. Like it was just kind of like, I was working a lot. Then we were about to have another kid. Then we drifted apart or whatever. And I was like, wait, this isn't adding up. And I also thought he was going to go into like cheating with someone at work. I didn't think just yeah. the, you're working too hard. So not that that can't happen, obviously, but I just, it's right. not where I thought the story was going. Right. I think we can say one thing about these guys is they are not good storytellers. Because <laughs> we're left with a lot of questions. <laughs> uh yes or is it the producers because what we got like two seconds of other people's stories and i'm like right. if we're gonna do this i want to know everyone's trauma let's yeah. get every person I'm in like, that day let's like lay it out like in order who what when and where and why like <laughs> not these tidbits like disheveled stories where we're left to put the pieces together bullet pointed lists thank you <laughs> yeah like concise to the point chronological order that's all i ask uh, and then I guess yeah. we get Thomas, who tried, maybe, but then he just couldn't stop smiling and yeah. had nothing to say. Exactly. Like, and I feel like there were guys on that date who, and I mean, obviously this could have been producer edit, but said nothing. So it's like, maybe just if you have nothing to say, say nothing at all, Thomas. <laughs> it was a bad look for him. The start of a slippery slope for this episode for Thomas. Oh, yeah. This man went down pretty hard. Yeah. Um, And then we get to Katie and her story, which when she said also that her mom didn't know that, I was like, Katie, we don't have to do this. Like, wh- right. why do we think just because you're on TV and I know everyone else is sharing their stories, but you don't right. even rip these Band-Aids just for views. I, and I just feel like the mom could have gotten a heads up. Like, I would want to give a heads up to my mom, and I think she would appreciate that. Like, instead of finding out on national TV, or even if Katie went back and said, yeah, mom, like, I shared this really crazy story, really deep. Um, they're going to be airing it on, you know, June 20th. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of a slap in the face to her mom. Like, she, you should be able to. I don't know. Tell her. Yeah. I feel like anytime they try to do those kind of things, I'm like, do you not think about this before? Or don't say my mom doesn't know about this. Cause then it's like, I don't know. It it was definitely a traumatic and deep story. And I think it's good that she shared something like that. I honestly sort of thought Connor B's story was going in that same direction, but he being the perfect, like, which I'm glad obviously it wasn't, but, um, yeah, I think it was just a lot of, like, forced, intense trauma talk. Yeah. And my thought with Katie's, too, and maybe this is 
mean of me and I'll regret saying this and cancel culture come at me. But now I'm like, are you kind of overcompensating with the whole vibrator, everything now, just because you had this experience that you're trying to get over and your way of getting over it is to be so forward with it. Right. And I don't know. It's just very interesting right now, this whole buzzword of sex positive. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, I, it's hard to understand her perspective on all of it, too. Well, and I was talking to some coworkers last week about it, and I said, my thing, too, with her being sex positive and all these guys being impressed with it, I'm like, she's, like, almost 30, and these guys are almost 30. Right. Are you just shocked that women can say the word sex and, like, yeah. have any kind of conversation about it? Because I feel like we should be past this as a society. Exactly. I know. I feel like now we're putting a label on something that just didn't need to be labeled because I think most people in their late twenties, early thirties who are single or in relationships or, you know, at least I can say like me and my friends talk about that stuff. Like I know most people do like, I don't, I mean, I, wouldn't do some of the things Katie did, like walking into a party with like a vibrator. But, you know, like I think, yeah, like you said, it's almost like she's overcompensating for something instead of just playing it off. Like as just a normal part of life, which it is. Yeah. I, yeah, it just confuses me a little bit, but all that's to say, I'm glad they addressed her story and it was good that they actually talked about serious things. I think the bachelor has surprisingly, done a fairly good job of addressing some touchy subjects the last couple seasons. Yes, definitely. So, Tasha and then yeah. Um, James. Yeah. I think there's been some really good, some good growth for them. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we will continue to bash it no matter how much they grow, but <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, well, they okay. just make it so easy. For right, right. You can't look away. So then we get I to know. the group date cocktail party and you know everyone's like oh i feel so seen i feel like it was liberating to talk about all of this and then we get to thomas again and this man is just waving those red flags and also dodging all the questions possible i have never heard someone dodge questions better than thomas said today like i mean and they're katie's flat out saying you're dodging my questions and then he somehow is dodging that. I'm like, how are you pulling this off right now? I, yeah, I was shocked. I, I think I wrote like seven times, just like still not answering questions. How, what are we doing? Right. Like cannot answer a single question with a straightforward answer. But then she comes around and she's saying how she's so happy that he's there and they have this instant chemistry and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I get that he's a smooth talker and he's saying what you want to hear, but I'm like, right. you also just like we said, flat out said that he's not answering questions. And now you just forgot that he didn't answer the question. Yeah. And I feel like she prides herself on like knowing what she wants. Like, I feel like more than any other bachelorette, like saying, I want this to end in a certain way, being so like explicit with what she wants, but then giving, and maybe this is the producers or who knows, but kind of giving him this pass of like going in strong. Like I need you to answer these questions. He's dodging them. And then like, everything's all fine. Like five minutes later. Yeah. I don't know. Then they make out a lot and yeah, they love a good make out. 
<laughs> and then, but then we get to, so then Thomas's time is up. And so she's talking to Aaron, but then Aaron, yeah, he cuts in. And like, I was like, okay, stalker, like everyone's very uncomfortable with you and you're just creeping around in the right. corner. Yeah. Aaron's a lot. Like, I think he wants to be the hero, but I think that's what's going to lead to him being like getting, cause he's not working on his relationship. Like he's just butting into everything. And I feel like that's not going to bode well for him. Yeah. I, he, I feel like not that we can't trust him, but I feel like, yeah, he's just trying too hard to do too much all the time. Totally. Like just chill. <laughs> Um, and then luckily Connor B gets the rose after his story about drunkenness and cheating. And yeah. I feel like I like these two together because he's just kind of nerdy and weird and she's apparently into that. Yeah. I get very much, um, Carly. And then what was that weird guy from mm. like a few seasons ago? I think they just um, broke up, but yes. Uh, Evan. Yes, I Evan, think so. Yes, like very much like nerd on nerd vibes. Like I think that's kind of what Katie wants at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then we get to the whole thing of like the group coming after Thomas again and telling him he's very disrespectful. And then he's like, oh, no big deal. I just told Katie I'm falling in love with her. Right. Like and I, like... yeah, they're just like, how? Have you talked to her for more than two seconds? No. And has he, like, is anything he said authentic? No. And then, yeah. And I love Hunter. He's about ready to, like, step into his role. Yes. (laughs) I'm team Hunter for sure. He's just starting his crusade here and now. Yes. Then we jump to the one-on-one date with Michael A. And I, so we have Mike P and Michael A., and I'm kind of yes. like, if these are the only Mikes and Michaels, why isn't one just Mike and one just Michael? Right. And we leave everyone's letters off because it's confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why either. It's kind of weird. But Michael A, who is a dad, and I apparently had forgotten that from the last two episodes. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I realized that either. But well, I think I guess, he was sort of a face in the crowd for a while. Yeah, and after like it clicked again, I was like, Oh yeah, they talked and he apparently is getting to talk to his son every day or like FaceTime every day, which I was surprised that the bachelor was letting that happen. But I suppose a young child is not going to ruin the show or like connections to the outside world. He's going to call reality Steve. Right. (laughs) He's like, my dad said this. My dad's actually the front runner. (laughs) Right. Uh, and it is a dune buggy date because Katie likes to remind us that she's very outdoorsy. Right. And, and I don't know how you and feel that about she that. But. Traveling. And I'm like, no hate, no shade. Maybe she does. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure she's from like a random town in Washington state. And not that there's probably tons of beautiful places around there, but I don't know. It just, whenever people say I love traveling, I'm like, do you slash like, does your life before this support that statement? Like, have you done a lot of traveling? Because, like, of course, we all like going on vacation, but I don't know. And you're a liar if you don't like traveling. Like, right? No one's like, I'm really happy just staying in one spot forever. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just a basic thing to say. And I'm like, liking traveling and going on a dune buggy just to me don't really coordinate, but whatever. And not to bash the state more, but I was like, dune buggies don't connect to traveling. How, like, right. <laughs> like, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, some people do that for fun on their daily journey. So, like, then they're going to feel bad. Like, oh, I should only be doing this on vacation. Right. Not that I don't, I don't want to go dune buggying at some point, but it's not. It's not <laughs> on I my think top travel, list. I don't think dune buggies. Yeah. No. And she just so casually mentioned she like flipped her dune buggy like an hour before the day. I'm like, after everything that happened with Rachel and the plane going down or whatever last season, I'm like, maybe we should just take the physical aspect of some of these dates out because. To a viewer, it's really not even that interesting. I was like, I want to see Rachel in the parachute hitting the ground more than I want to see this dune buggy flip and her just like yeah. hanging upside down being like, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yes, Katie loves the outdoors, so they're going to go on dune buggies. And I don't know, there wasn't a lot to this date. They were just kind of lovey-dovey no. saps all over each other and saying yeah. gross, cliche things that she loved. Right. Um, We get another flashback to the dude shit-talking on Thomas. They're like, obviously, yeah. he's not here for the right reasons. Um, My other note with that is that this is just now Survivor. They're like, we're going to gang up on one person every time, and we totally. kick them off I mean, one that's at a time. It's been like all season long so far. So it's definitely like they're just picking someone and then getting rid of them one by one. But I don't know. Like if that if that weeds out the shitheads, maybe let's do it. Right. Like they know yeah. more than she does. Because it doesn't really seem like Katie's trying to really weed out like the bad ones. I don't know. Well, what is it's I guess like she I, wants everyone. I don't know. I was surprised that she sent um what's his name? Cody? When there's a Cody Aaron battle last week. Yes. I was surprised, honestly, that she was just like, no, Cody, you got to go. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that, too. And then kind of going back with the whole Carl thing, too. It's like she sort of seems like she's going to hold her ground, but then, like, just listens blindly to whatever they're saying. Yeah. I Which don't... I guess is good. I don't know. I, like I felt like the Cody Aaron battle was sort of forced and like, maybe he didn't like Carl feel like he deserved to go home, but Cody, like, I don't know. And now Aaron thinks he's like, I don't know, like this big man on campus. So. Yeah. I just, I just feel like that seemed like a fake argument, even though they yeah. clearly knew each other and there wasn't enough. Not that she shouldn't spend any time digging into that stuff because also, I'm kind of like, why didn't this come up night one? Like, hey, we know each other. Moving yeah, on. it was weird how it all transpired, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that was real weird. But then we go back to Michael and his very sad, sweet story about his wife passing away. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, obviously, we're just touching on all the heartstrings tonight with everybody. Right. They were and like the heavy hitters with these sad trauma stories and i feel like katie handled it very well though i did like how she yes. was like you know like i know she's your first forever love and i know i'm not gonna be that and i was like good yeah. job katie 
That was definitely the right thing to say. I just would be curious to see if that's actually what would happen because of course you're going to try to say that to someone you like. Um, But it would be interesting to kind of see her navigate that and if they do end up together, because I think that would be probably really hard. Yeah. Especially especially for like, he'd been with her for so long, like 17 years or something, like basically grown up together. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. How do you relate to not replace at all, but how do you get, and I mean, he said the right things too, but I also feel like, Right. He doesn't know yet because it's so fresh because she only passed yeah. away two years ago. And when this was filmed was probably what last year. So. And I'm like, how much dating? Like he doesn't really seem to have like a ton of game, which is obviously <laughs> good. Like he shouldn't, but I'm like, I don't know if you go from being with the love of your life for almost two decades to dating the bachelorette. Like, I feel like maybe you just date some ordinary girls in between to kind of like get some practice at least. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I love that practice dating. Well, because I was it just feels like, like, this is a lot. Like this is stressing me out for him. Yeah. And what did he say earlier? Like the engagement is the beginning. It's not the end goal. And she loved that obviously. Right. And I think yeah, it's good that he has that attitude though, too. Yeah. Cause I'm hoping that he is like, maybe I don't need to jump into my only two totally. relationships are with my wives. Yeah, definitely. You got to get some other people in the mix. Um, But of course he gets the rose and then her speech about the rose is also for his son, James, and she's always thinking of him. And again, I was like, Katie, please stop saying all these nice, sweet things. Yeah. That- <laughs> I hope I, they're yeah, sincere, I but know. I don't know. <laughs> It's just interesting. I I don't know. And it's like, is she going to say that? I mean, I think there's only one other dad, but like, is she, if has a good moment with him, like this is for your kids too. Like, I don't know. I just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And also I know the goal is to be engaged, but are you trying to involve the kids already? Like, I don't, uh, Right. I've never been in that situation in real life. So I don't know, but it just seems a little, I don't know, strong to be like, I yeah, am thinking like, of your son you that wanna... I've never met. Right. Yeah. Like, that's weird. <laughs> so yeah, strange. I, yes. I don't know. But um, then I, oh, then they pop up on the roof and look at the stars. And my note was just, they suck yeah. face and look at the stars. I know. There was a lot. That was a long makeout. I was like, I think... okay, I gotta, we gotta move on to something else. That's what Katie likes. Oh, I feel like earlier, like Connor, when he was right before he got his road, yeah. he just like grabbed her face. And I was like, sir. I know. I'm like, I can't watch this. Like, this is too much. <laughs> I'm just like, Connor, I need to know someone in your math class. I, I need their contact info because we could ask them about 50 questions about this guy. I'm like, you're telling off your dirty laundry or making out for three minutes at a time. Like, and then what if this doesn't work out? You're just going to go back to school in August and like teach algebra? Like, I'm just confused. <laughs> what I can't take the it kids seriously. Say. Yeah. And truly they're watching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know we've had teachers before, but I don't know if we've had like a guy teacher, which I think just makes it a little more interesting. Especially between like the cat outfit, this life story, the intense makeouts. Like he just keeps yeah. them coming. There's a lot to unpack with Connor. 
Uh, we just need more behind the scenes of Connor's life. Get some of these other guys out of here. Yes. Um. Okay. And then we get back to the awkward silence at the house. And Hunter decides it's his time to address the group. Yeah. And yeah, he says, it feels fraudulent like you're a campaign and I feel manipulated. And I was like, good job, Hunter. I also feel manipulated. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's just like, what is Thomas doing? Well, he doesn't answer again. He's just like, okay, yeah. well, I'm sorry. Like, you feel he's just that dodging way? questions over and over. And I also love that they keep coming back to the, have you ever thought about being the bachelor? I'm sorry. If you're yeah. not thinking about that at any point during this whole casting process, you're lying. Right. And like, it's kind of a low blow and just like a cheap shot to keep like calling him out for that. Like when any of them could be thinking about that. And like, that's a very real possibility for any of them. Yeah. I would say go around the room, ask everyone if they thought about it. If they say no, then I think they're lying and they should go home. Yeah. But Definitely I don't know. Agree. He's just, of course we don't get a rose ceremony. We just get lots of questioning him and him finally admitting that yes, that he's thought about being the bachelor. And yeah, I don't know. That was basically the end of the episode. Just everyone was left wondering. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And then we got our preview of next week, which I feel like might be when things really heat up and get juicy. Uh, yes. How do you feel about Blake coming to the show? I feel like it, I feel like they have the same energy. So I'm like, this either could be really bad or it could work, but it's going to piss off these guys. Like they are not going to be happy about it. I, I liked Blake a lot, but I also come back to yes. what I always think about with this kind of thing is you have connections before they start filming. Why didn't we start right. talking to these people before we got to this point? Yeah. Yeah, like, why do they always have to, like, bring in the wild card? Like, I don't know. I feel like that never works out. But if he had been, you know, from the start, maybe there would have been something there. Right. And then, again, it's like, who is he? Like, who are you going to replace? Because you don't know this guy, but you probably want to get to know him. So you're going to piss someone else off right. because you're just kicking them off. And I don't know. I mean, I know they do it for drama, but sometimes I'm just like, no, we don't need this. No, we definitely don't need it. There's <laughs> enough drama going on right now. Which I feel like, yeah, like I said, I'm happy with it. I feel like we got some good guy drama because the dates are not great. Yeah. And, like, he already had enough last season. Like, he just needs some time to regroup. Yeah, because he did not leave Bring on him a to paradise. Like, yes. He left Tasha yeah. like, awkwardly because then she cut him mid-date. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like awkward for Tasha to have to see him. Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> they're like, they better uh, really he pay her more to... than. Right. <laughs> like, they're like, we could have had you talk to Caitlin, but just because we want to make it awkward, you're going to talk to Tasha. So. Right. Like, just for, yeah, the show, the content, of course. Yes. Uh, so, anything else that we missed from this episode that you are dying to discuss? 
I really think we covered it. I mean, it's it's tough to get through some of these episodes. They're long. Um, there, this one was a lot like emotionally, but um, I felt like Hunter's story was really good. I felt like Michael's story was good. Obviously, Katie's story. So I don't know. I feel like hopefully now we're getting closer to kind of having like a more manageable group of guys where we can know like who's who and like what they're all about because you know these first few weeks it's like hard to keep up with so um i don't know i think that's like the gist of it and i'm i am excited to see what blake brings to the table yes um agree so one final thing that we always do is we have to give out a rose every episode so who gets your rose this episode who gets my rose yes Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I might have to give it to, I don't know. I kind of liked Mike P for stepping up. Like, I just think he's a cutie. I think I would give him my rose. I like that, especially since he like manned up initially and was like, I'm speaking for all of us. I got this. Yeah. Like he got involved in like a mature way, which I was here for. I think my rose, I think it might go to Hunter just because kind of same reasoning. Like he decided that I'm going to take the lead on this. I'm going to man up and call this jabroni out for what's wrong. I don't know that I love Hunter Hunter for other reasons. Like, I don't know if I'm feeling like his look again, hot adjacent, but I like him for yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> his look fluctuates for me. Like, sometimes I think he looks pretty cute. And then other times I'm like, what is he trying to do here? But maybe he just needs a good girl to, like, really help him, like, get on the track <laughs> with some styling. I don't know that Kate has that potential. girl, but no. <laughs> yeah, like, they both, maybe they could both benefit, like, two for one. <laughs> because they could both use a little help in that department. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Katie's outfits yet this season like the green dress I kind of liked and then I was kind of confused yeah. by her hot pink date jacket oh no uh we lost Mac she just popped out so hopefully she will pop back in but until then Hey, can you hear me? We got you. Got you back. Ah. Okay, so sorry. We're having this crazy storm. I wonder if it's like messing with Wi-Fi and stuff. Right? Well, good thing we almost hit the end. I was like, oh, God, you just popped out. (laughs) I know. It was like something went wrong. Right? (laughs) Okay. Um, We'll hustle through the end so that we don't lose you again. Um, Yes. So I guess that's the end of the first episode. Uh, Before we go, Mac, would you like to plug all your podcasts, anything like that? Yeah. So I have my podcast barely making it. Um admittedly we don't have the biggest routine we're not always getting a new up every week but really trying to get back into it um 
And the more engagement and, you know, like encouragement I get from people would uh, help keep me accountable. I'll be honest. Like Nick Vile said, he needs to keep the boys accountable. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Mac Boone or on Instagram at Mac Boone Pro. And then um, Barely Making It is on Instagram, just at Barely Making It Pod. Awesome. And I love Barely Making It. I feel like we are like, not that I hate this term and I'm sorry in advance, but I feel like we're like soul sisters. I'm like, I relate so hard to your podcast, but yes, <laughs> you can also everyone listen to my podcast, which also has been inconsistent lately because I went on vacation, thought I was going to plan ahead really well, did not. And we've had an unintentional two week break and we'll see what happens this week if I pull it together. But whatever Laura wants, you find me on Instagram at whatever Laura wants. Also, please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Follow Binging Batch on Instagram. Follow Binging Batch on Twitter. Leave us a five-star review. Tell all your friends. Like I said, do all the things. We would really appreciate it. And I think that's it. We will see you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. Bye.